Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Groundswell Collective. Uh, or, oh, it's not even the Groundswell Collective. <laughs> uh, Val, it's the Spokane Business Insider, which is a show uh, connected to and sponsored by the Groundswell Collective. That's too funny. <laughs> it's our second episode, Val. Uh, so Yay. exciting because we have our first guest. We have uh, Hera Allison. Hi, Hera. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh! Of course, I, it's it's been I think three years, and I since I've been on your podcast, Beneath You're Beautiful, such a great conversation, and I love the conversations you're producing in that show. If those of you listening haven't listened to Beneath You're Beautiful, make sure you check that out. Um, I think you do such a good job, Hera, of the kinds of questions you ask and the kind of conversations you're inviting through that show, and so it's just thank you. We need more of that in the world. We need more of those real conversations. So yeah, yeah. So that brings I us to today. So. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Maybe for some context, Tara, um, this is a business podcast, right? This is for business people, but we want to sort of start to move the conversation in the business world to purpose, meaning, calling. And I would love for you to share sort of, you know, professionally, what do you do? And then maybe even some backstory on how you moved yourself towards purpose. Okay. Well, I'd love to share. Um, <laughs> I have been a graphic designer for a lot of years, more than 30 Wow! since 1989, whatever, how many, somebody do math. Um, so I've been a graphic designer all that time. And in 2019, I went to a conference in Toronto, Canada, hmm. and literally had to look on the map where that was. I just was like, I'm going, I don't know why I'm going, but I felt that I wanted to get inspired, re-inspired for graphic design. I've just been doing it for so many hmm. years. Hmm. And it was about dreamers. And the very first day, even the second day, it was a three-day thing. I was like, you know, they're they're talking to everybody but me because I have to earn a living. Like, mm. I can't be a dreamer. Mm. But by the end of the weekend, I was totally like, of course I have desires that are in me because they're in me for a reason. Mm. And in high school, I always had a dark room. And I just loved photography, but I didn't pursue it because mm. I honestly thought that I was too stupid to learn lighting, which is so sad, mm. actually. Oh. Um, it's a it's a lie I believed my whole life. And mm. then I left that conference, though, and the very next weekend, I started taking pictures of people. Mm. And then COVID hit, which was also a little mini blessing because I ended up doing, because I had no models, a 60-day self-portrait series that I learned lighting on me. And huh. uh, now I'm known for my lighting. Anyway, some of those um, a a photo series I did um, early on was called See Me. And my daughter had mm. asked me to paint words on her back that described who she was, mm. not what she looked like. You know, she had, um, and that I ended up photographing 30 women and they'd walk into my house and, you know, bare, I, some of them I didn't know. And I'm like, we'd talk about their words that they chose, which were very hard for them to hmm. commit to because they were words like sexy or brave or courageous and strong. But I, you know, and then, and then it was emotional because I'd have them take their shirt off and I'd hand paint these words on them hmm. and then photograph them half naked from their from their backside but you know yeah anyway um it was very emotional but through mm. those conversations 
I found that I was a soft space for people and easy to talk to. And that those conversations inspired the podcast. And then more recently, a year ago, I was inspired to create the magazine, which is, is of the same ilk where we can, um, go through hard things. We can, we can, we can have adversity in our life, but we don't have to stay there and suffer. And, um, Hmm. I learned that the hard way (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) through, you know, 40 some odd years of, you know, I was a victim of whatever was happening to me and, and finally took responsibility for things that I let happen. And then that inspired taking responsibility for everything, you know, my thoughts even. Yeah. And so anyway, that's my purpose. I'm so glad I found my purpose. I think I was just almost 52 when I went to that conference. And so, um, the, uh, that point is that you don't have to be any certain age or ability. That's also what I think beneath your beautiful is to me is that you can, don't have to look a certain way. I think your beauty comes from your heart and not your face. Yeah. And so that's my mission is just that everybody's beautiful just the way they are. Wow. Is there something that, how did you find the purpose? Like, how did you, where did you look? What did you read? What, Hmm. you know what I mean? How did you find that? Um, do you, I don't, I don't know if I know the answer to that. Um, Hmm. the song beneath your beautiful, which is where my, the name comes from is a song by labyrinth. And it talks about seeing inside and tearing down your walls and getting to know the real you that I don't, Hmm. I just want to see inside. Mm. Um, and I have just always been the person who wants to know the depth of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. like shallowness. Like, I mean, I'm okay with it because everybody in the world, you know, you, you don't make, you don't, you're not always deep with people, but I really, really love that in a person when they can be vulnerable and share. And so I think I'm just tapping into what's natural. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing is that. I'm not trying too hard. I'm not pretending. It's just, it's very natural to be, to do this. And so I think that's why it's being, it is being successful. Yeah. So the, the, the purpose part of this, the Beneath Your Beautiful, before Beneath Your Beautiful, it was graphic design mm-hmm. professionally. There wasn't a lot of like, let's, let's do graphic design. And meanwhile, let's also talk about what you know what's you're beautiful there was no other conversation it was just professional transactional it not that really you're transactional was. but no, there was no a... it was it was and <clears throat> i so thankful that i trusted my gut to go to a conference that i had no idea why i was going to um i did literally didn't know where it was i just was going i went by myself yeah. I, I just felt called to go I'm so glad because it really did show me that, well, one of the speakers was so fascinating. One of the things he said was really made sense to me was that if you have a calling, you have a calling on purpose, that you should not shove it to the side. And mm-hmm. I have been every weight. I have been skinny and I have been fat. And I found how to love myself through all those things. I found that I am more than my body, which took a long time to understand, especially as um, a young girl who was 
touched inappropriately. I didn't know my worth. And now that I do, and once I, once I really just learned to love me with the brain I have, with whatever skills I do or don't have, with, with whatever body shape I do or don't have, I really, that really was, is my purpose. And so during that whole weekend, I kept thinking, how do I share that? How do I share that? Mm. And then photography so beautifully helped me share it. And then once I saw that I could show people how beautiful they were through photographs, the podcast sort of just became another way of showing it and the magazine as well. But that is the real, the real thing I want people to know is that you don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to know a certain thing. That is my, that's what, Mm -hmm. that's what took so long to learn and what I really hope people know. You know, when somebody just asked me, I'm going to photograph them for the magazine. And she said, oh, my hair's kind of crazy. Should I tame it down? I'm like, if your hair's kind of crazy, let's take a photograph of your hair being crazy because I want to photograph you, not what some image of you. I want to know you, like even through the photograph. That's, you know, I follow your, when you post photos on Facebook, I typically see them and I, um, I love how real the photos are they're very compelling they're just you know oh, you can feel you. emotion comes through the photos which is so cool i just think it's... thank you yeah so i'm always asking yeah in a photo shoot like i did a girl yesterday she was only 26 years old but i said what do you think people get wrong about you and she was mm. very tall and she said she had resting bitch face and people didn't know she was nice and mm. so that's what she was trying to get across like I know she knows she's nice and she wants other people to know she's nice. So that, that yeah. was a point to it, you know, like what, yeah. what do you hope people know? Mm. Because wow. we all have the wrong image of everybody, you know, even of ourselves sometimes, you know, yeah. especially, so, especially, yeah. yeah, especially. So, um, wow. Yeah. I think of, um, I just thinking about the kinds of questions you ask this is why I really like talking to you. Cause you just, you, you have a certain way you see things. I, I don't think it's unlike how others see them, but I think many of us um, have been conditioned in life to not share <laughs> those thoughts or ask those questions. You know, it's not that yeah. we don't have the, what makes you tick or what are you passionate about? Or how, what do people not understand about you? But we don't put those on loudspeaker because they haven't been in our past culturally appropriate or, yeah. You know, we don't, don't ask those, don't pry, don't ask those questions, but I'm just trying to imagine like, what if plumbers and roofers and coaches and teachers had these kinds of conversations with people that had nothing to do with what I'm selling you, but it was a, a, a human meeting a human and right. having a real interaction that ex- invites more of who you are to come out and play, you know? Right. So, I mean, that's what, that's how I approach every photo shoot. And so that's why Hmm. um, I'm so thrilled. I went to that conference because I wasn't even doing photos before then because anyway, but I just feel so like I'm creating art. The person is art. Um, A model said to me the other day, um, what I think it's the photographer should tell me what to do. And I'm like, I totally disagree. Like, Hmm. What what do, what do you bring to it? I just want to photograph who you are, not what I think you are. Yeah. So, or what I think you should represent. I really care about mm. the person. I don't know. So wow. it's a, it's a it's a beautiful goal to try to get that person to come out and play. Yeah. Yeah. So much so. Val, anything percolating over there? <laughs> I I could dominate the whole conversation, but I'm checking in. <laughs> I'm just taking it all in. I love the. 
life built on being authentic and I love the direction that you're going. How do you know when you've had a successful day? Mm. Well, for, for me, I really had to, I really have to define success, which that's been recent and it, it cannot be for me financial because I have had great months where I'm rich and months where I can't, you know, have to transfer money from one account to another because it's below a hundred. <laughs> you know, it's it's a roller coaster ride being self employed. Mm-hmm. Um, but success to me is really just sharing sharing art and telling my story and telling other people's story in a beautiful way. And that's what that's what I'm doing every day. So success is really being able to do what I love, which I'm doing. Right on. Yeah. Tell me about good um to, good to redefine it. <laughs> I know you had um I always love to hear sort of um who has been influential to people because I think it kind of gives a, a window into uh, you know their soul. But what I know Byron Katie was uh impactful for you. I'm curious how how that impacted you and well, well maybe you could speak to that a little bit. I hadn't I had asked on Facebook how do I get real change and not a diet? That's what my question was. Mm. Cause I, well, how do I, how do I change this? <laughs> mm-hmm. And somebody just wrote Byron Katie. They didn't write anything with it. Wow. And I happened to be taking my daughter at the time she was turning 18 to Portland and Byron Katie happened to be doing a weekend, uh, a Saturday conference that weekend. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling my husband, Oh, I'm going to go to the conference. And he's like, but you can't, it's your daughter's birthday. I'm like, well, I'll meet up with them after the conference. Like they mm-hmm. don't care. They're just their mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't really care if I was there anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad I went to that conference too. I didn't know anything about her. Somebody said it on Thursday, on Saturday, I was in the conference. So wow. I was <laughs> blown away. But in that, in that we had to write, if you know anything about Byron Katie, you have to have it, you have a judge your neighbor worksheet and you have to <laughs> think of something you're angry about. And I went all the way back because I couldn't think of anything to my first husband where I was walked down the um, dock to where he was in the water. And my thought was, he looked at me like I was overweight. You know, he didn't look at me lovingly. Hmm. I had gone to counseling over this incident many times over the years. Hmm. By the end of Byron Katie's day, though, I was like, maybe the sun was in his eyes. Maybe he didn't look at me a certain way. Hmm. I just had to, I didn't know anymore. And huh. so the story I had told myself all those years, 20 at least, hmm. was no longer true or could be true, but who knew? Hmm. So that changed my whole life. Wow. I just now don't know. I don't even know what I'm thinking half the time. How can I assume I knew what he was thinking? So she really changed my world hmm. in that it could be true another way. Yeah. Yes. So I and love that. Those of you who haven't... um heard of Byron Katie, you should definitely check it out. You can simply just go, like her, she calls her work the work and it's yeah. super <laughs> simple. It's like, it, it's like, you know, it is the work though. I mean, it's hard to yeah. always have to be responsible, but <laughs> it's so great once you get there, you know, once you can take responsibility, like, so, yes. so, and so another thing that really helped me was I saw a counselor. I had lent this guy, all of my savings, $10,000 and he didn't pay me back. And wow. every day for a year, I woke up pissed off. The first thing I thought was, 
Mm. But then I went mm. to see this counselor and she said, yeah, I didn't say it because I know. Yeah, that was a, that was an asterisk. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the blank. Uh, she said, did he hold the gun to your head? Mm. And I was very, very upset about that. Yeah, right. But then I was like, you know what? He did not hold a gun to my head. And if I'm honest, like, it took a while to get there. I didn't do this instantly. Yes. If I'm honest, I knew what kind of guy he was. And I was hmm. buying his love or whatever I was doing. It doesn't matter. But I took responsibility for lending a person money that I shouldn't have lent money to. Hmm. And taking responsibility for my actions and now taking responsibility for my thoughts hmm. have really just changed my life. And that is what I hope because I have young women daughters mm -hmm. i just keep trying to pass on this message that we don't have to suffer we can go through hard things we can grieve we can you know not to say we don't go through hard things but that it is our choice truly to suffer or not to suffer mm. the minute i took responsibility for lending him my money i didn't wake up every day again upset i was like okay mm. that mm. happened yeah and and so so it's up to us. And so that's every time I interview somebody, I have my daughters in the back of my head. Like, what can they get from this? So, you know, mm -hmm. there's there's a, just a mission that we don't have to wait till our mid 40s to start doing the work and or mm -hmm. 50s or whatever. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. I just hope that people hear other people's stories and get tools. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. What's one of the questions, I know you do such great interviews on Beneath Your Beautiful. What are, what's one of your favorite questions to ask a guest? Well, I don't ask a standard questions. I really am very listening. I, I say, you introduce yourself and I'll ask a question. I don't even really do research on the people. I mean, I, inter I initially sure. like, you know, are they going to be a good fit? Right. But, um, I like it to be a genuine conversation and whatever, however the conversation is flowing. Um, sometimes I'll watch, like if they, if they have videos somewhere, I'll watch a video just to see if they speak well or like, you know, can articulate sure, yeah. what their mission mis <laughs> yeah. messages. Yeah. But I don't have a standard question. I love that. I mean, I, the only thing I ask every single time is, did I, did, is there anything I missed asking that mm. you want to talk about? Other mm -hmm. than that, it's really dependent on what they say. I just ask the next question, which is so beautiful to know that there's no way you can't have a good conversation with somebody. That is a fascinating thing to me, especially as a young girl who I'm the youngest mm -hmm. of six, I was very unsure of myself. I could never go into a group of people. What would I say? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't have to know what to say. I know that you just ask a question, a genuine question, and a conversation will follow. Yeah, I love You that. don't have to know anything. That's a great thing to know, especially in what you're doing where you're networking. Yeah. You don't have to know anything. You don't have to even have a planned question. If you ask a genuine question, mm -hmm. a genuine conversation will happen. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. Right on. There's a lot of business that I think um, I've spent so much time in business. I, I was a business coach for a really long time. I, I would probably still coach somebody if it was the right person, but my attention has moved towards community because I just think that's a wonderful space when we walk each other home, like in a community, I don't have to have your answer. You have your answer and we can go find our answers together when we're in community. And, and to, I guess to, to your point, like for me, community is just full of real genuine conversations. Yeah. Um, that's what makes it worthwhile to me. Cause 
the, 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 in air quotes, community that you can buy. So many communities, it's a popular word right now. Most of those communities are about an answer. Here's six steps to this, or here's how you 10X your income overnight. Or here, and it's not really a space for me to have questions. It's more of a place for me to try to learn your model, to try to get your results in my life. <laughs> and right, right. I just much more prefer on in this side of life I know it's my answer that I need to find. And I know it's your answer that you need to find. And if we could just have more intelligent conversations, more transparent conversations, and remember what that feels like, I think we could stumble into our own answers a lot smoother than all the angst that happens in business circles around trying to hustle and grind ourselves to success, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I had to redefine what success was. Yeah, right. Because it's never, I don't, I mean, just as a 56-year-old woman <laughs> doing mm -hmm. this for 30-some years, I don't think it's ever, I mean, I can't make it a number in the bank account because I feel very successful. Yeah. I feel very, I mean, I'm so happy with what I'm doing and what I'm accomplishing. And so that's what success is. It just has, can't be a, a, a numerical number. So good. I came to that same conclusion. Through, I had a, I call it my midlife crisis, but it was probably two and a half, three years ago. And I was a full stop on my business for nine months. It was a nine month temper tantrum. It was a screw this. I am not doing this anymore. And I just took my hands off everything because I was so attached to the, the number, I was so attached to the financial result and I just couldn't enjoy anything. And so the minute I shifted my attention to like, that can't be the way I measure success, it, it's been a three-year journey since then, but on this side of it for me, I just know – I wake up in a day and I just go, I love the life I'm living. I, I would do it this way every day. I wouldn't change a thing. Mm -hmm. So to me, then money became a fruit of something and not like a have to. It's like money will show up. Well, you know how they say, you know, stop looking for your mate and they show up. <laughs> yeah. That actually happened to me. Mm, wow. And I would all, and you know, like you don't believe it because, right. But that did happen. And then also I would say that, you know, I've had a pretty lucrative financial year because I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and I'm loving it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can do photography and I can do graphic design. And then I can also do the podcast where I don't have to make money and I don't have to make money at the magazine because these other things are letting me mm -hmm. do my art. Yeah, and I think that's been really great too. That I can remember that it's art, and there's a purpose behind it, and so it's not like finances are driving the. Oh no, what am I going to yeah. do? So that's right. been really great for me. So good, mm -hmm. so good. Any thoughts speaking over there? As, yeah. Speaking as one who is financially motivated, uh, and I'm learning all about that. Like I aspire to what you guys are talking about. Um, it, it can sound great leading, and this is my word, not yours so much, but leading an authentic lifestyle and knowing who you are and knowing what you want to do. But I'm curious, has that intention forced you to make any sacrifices? Has there been anything that you gave up that you didn't necessarily realize you're going to have to give up or even want to give up? And if so, how did you deal with it? I mean, for me, I think what I gave up 
was a story I had been telling myself. I gave up. I can't do. I gave that up. And I just did. Like the day I decided to have a podcast, eight days later, I had a podcast, my first episode, like I was, I was interviewed, you know, like I had, I had all the things I needed because I decided I'm just kind of that kind of person. Like I decided to have a magazine and it was supposed to come out on my birthday, but it was ready a month earlier. So it came out the month before because I was just, I was done. What am I doing waiting for a month? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just that kind of person. So I don't know if I've given anything up. I, what I gave up, I think is the story I was telling myself that I can't do it. I'm not smart enough. All those stories that I believed for so long that who am I to do that? That was a big one. Like, who do I think Mm -hmm. I am? How Mm. can I have a podcast and interview people? What do I know? That I gave up because I know how to have a conversation Mm. and it's always a beautiful conversation. So that was great. The magazine. I mean, I've never published a magazine before. I've designed many of them, but sure, I can do that. And I really love that because I'm showing my daughters that whatever the hell you want to do, just go do it. What's that? You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. So I like that. That's what I'm, I gave up stories. I gave up all the stories that I wasn't good enough or the right, whatever. I find that inspiring in the extreme because I think it's fair to say you've taken the path that fewer people would choose. I think that mostly People tend to cling to those stories out of comfort or um, just because it's a well-trodden path and they know the path. And so it really takes something to give up a story like that. And uh, you make it sound easy, but I still think it was probably challenging. Oh, yeah. Well, I, you know, we say Byron Katie calls it the work because it is work. It is not easy. It's still not easy to to take responsibility (laughs) i want to be five years old and stamp my foot (laughs) i hate having to be the mature one it sucks (laughs) my stepson and i oh he's just so hard and yet i have to be the mature one it's very difficult but i i choose it so it is not easy i everything i'm doing is not easy but you got to choose your hard, right? And it's mm-hmm. much harder to sit here and be wish I was doing a magazine or a podcast. And so, yeah. so I just am choosing my hard. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it is not easy to be mature or have good thoughts all the time, <laughs> or it's really hard work. <laughs> I do think that's the benefit of, um, I mean, my experience the last couple of years of building communities is there's, there's some extra courage in, walking with others who are choosing to be mature as well. Like when we're all like, I'm going to follow my purpose because it's the choice I'm making. It's what my heart wants to do to do it with others Mm. who are sort of, who have made sort of the same decision. They don't have it. And I actually prefer when we don't all have it all figured out because I think when somebody shows up as if they have it all figured out, it makes it feel unattainable, unapproachable. I don't want to really be transparent with where I'm at because I don't want to be the dummy in the room who it, it doesn't have it figured out. So when there's a, a a peer group of businesses who are actively engaged in the conversation of what's my purpose and what's next for me to do about that and how do I how do I choose it and let go of my story about it, I, I just think there's some extra juice that you get when you're doing it with other people. And I, I don't know, for me, I didn't do that for so long because I... I had been burned by people. 
Mm-hmm. I had been stabbed in the back by people and I didn't trust people. I loved people, but I didn't trust people. So I just went alone. I just did it alone. Yeah. I really love that. I love, you know, I would say even like take Apple, for example, they're constantly evolving. Hmm. So even Apple did, didn't back then have all the answers. They just keep, yeah, it's good. keep, yeah. keep doing something new and see what happens. I really live my life that way. I'm throwing things at the wall and seeing if they stick. (laughs) (laughs) Because who does, I mean, anybody, I really am turned off by anybody who says they know all of the answers. Mm -hmm. I really am. So I appreciate that. And I don't think anybody does have all the answers. And the best coaches and guidance we can get is somebody showing us that we we have the answers, what's right for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, they couldn't have known in that conference that I was going to go out and reignite photography that had been a, you know, stagnant for so long, which, mm-hmm. which turned my whole life into this now. And I'm, I really feel like, my goodness, what if I hadn't gone to that conference? Isn't that funny that a conference wow. can change your life? I just love it. Wow. Yeah. A moment. Yeah. A moment. I just, I really, at one point went, Oh, Oh, I'm a dreamer too. That was great. That was so great for me. But everybody can be. It's just life is too short. You know, my mother passed away at 46. Her mother passed away at 46. I always assumed I would die at 46. Hmm. Life is just a moment. It's gone. And we just got to do what we can. And we have to love ourselves because we're all that's left at the end. You know, my kids are off in different countries and cities and Hmm. My husband might not always be here. I'm all that I have hmm. as well loved as I am. So I just have to love me more than, more than anything. And I just wish that for everybody. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I asked the um, sort of a final question, like how would you, what would you encourage those who are on the cusp of finding purpose or even those who are, who feel like they have a sense of purpose, but are, there's obviously more, there's still more room to grow into our purpose. What, what would you, how would you encourage them? What would you say? I would just say, keep doing the work, keep growing. I mean, <laughs> it is doing. not easy, but what, what's the alternative? The mm. alternative is worse. You oh, know, when I say every year, my husband and I are the same age, but I turn the age two months earlier than him. And I'm always like, woohoo, another year. And he's always like, oh no, you know, this age. And I'm just like, I just totally have a, everything's woohoo because I have a, this, I have one more year. I have one more day. I just, I think if we can remember that we're not invincible, that to try things and see where, what happens and make a difference in the, the lives of people that you can make a difference in, that's really all that matters. Mm -hmm. And most of all, your life, do what makes, do what lights you up because life is short. Yes. Love that. So good. It's really that simple. It's that simple. (laughs) If people want to learn more, Hera, about you, if they, I mean, first of all, I love these kind of conversations with business people, right? Because now it's like, I would imagine somebody listening to this goes like, I, if I were going to work with a photographer, I would want to work with you. Or if I was going to work with a graphic designer or website builder, I would want to work with you because of the human that you are. So mm-hmm. if people want to learn more about the work you do and reach out to work with you, how can they do that? Well, for the magazine, it's beneathyourbeautiful.org. Mm-hmm. And for photography, it's photography. Isn't that clever? That is clever. And, um, you know, the design is studio h-creative.com. But I um, I think if you went to beneathyourbeautiful.org, there's a link to all those things. Okay. In my about page. 
That's perfect. We'll put that in the show notes too. So everybody can just look in the description and click the link. So Herod, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your, your purpose and your story with us. And um, I can't wait to connect some more. I mean, uh, so for so many years, so much of my, my work has been virtual and national, and I'm so excited to kind of be putting roots down in Spokane. I've been here for almost uh, 16 years and I feel like I'm only now putting down roots locally, but so excited to get to spend time with you outside of Zoom in actual Spokane. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks, me too. Thank Thanks so much for being here. Val, thank, thank, you. You. thank you so much. See you next time.